do the best we can get through all this. As my grandma would say, she was from uh, Kansas City. Is something that happened to me back when I was a child. I remember I was just riding my bike casually down on 14th Street Southwest. I wanted to hang out by the lake and just relax. I've always been one that loved nature, even as a kid. I just loved being in the outdoors, why others would rather stay inside and play video games. Where our house was located, it was almost like the border of Springville and Porterville. It didn't... I'm not gonna... Take me too much time to get to the lake on my bike. Usually on the weekends, you would catch me there or somewhere off in the woods trying to find some adventure as a child. But I still remember that dreadful night. That night, that one particular summer was the last time I ever went back to that lake. find some enthralling thing to do by yourself, okay? Okay, so this is actually working. I remember the sun was starting to set because it was quite beautiful outside in the sky. I remember I was on my way back home. I was just riding along the lake on the road. As I was cruising, I swore I saw something running through the woods beside me. Oh, At that moment, I remember I was just <laughs> jamming out to my tape player. My headphones were blasted into my ears, and I was in my zone. But whatever that thing was, <laughs> was louder and obviously larger. That it definitely got my attention to the right of me in the corner of my eye. That's when I saw the beast. This dark black furry looking beast was running parallel with me alongside the wood line while I was on the road on my bike it was fast I wasn't going slow this thing was galloping mostly on its back legs but periodically would touch down on its front too I've never seen anything like this before remember I was a child back then it was like watching a horror movie, but in real life. It kept glazing over at me as it ran, snarling, its glowing red eyes just beating into my soul. The only thing running through my mind, other than the fact that I was scared shitless, was how fast can I ride to get home to get my paw? My parents were both home, and my dad owned a gun, so... I had to get home. Quick. During that moment, I felt like I was the only human being left alive on this planet. There was no cars. No other kids. Heck, no adults, period. There was just nothing but him and I. I was just racing my bike so quickly. I was almost home. I knew I only had a few more blocks to go. I think I could make it. 
I kept telling myself. I just remember this thing snarling and puffing and making all kinds of breathing noises as it galloped, following my every movement. Why it didn't cross the street to attack me, I'll never know. The beast just followed me like I said before. Like it was toying with me or something. I remember right before I got home, I took one quick glance before hopping off my bike. The beast was gone. It completely disappeared. It was following me for the past five minutes or so, and I'm just guessing. Remember, I was just racing my heart out trying to get home. But it completely disappeared somewhere off in the woods. I never saw it again. I told my parents about it, and of course they didn't believe me. Why would they? Parents are so helpless. This, this happened a few years back. My family and I live in Asheville, North Carolina, which is in the western part of the state near the Smokies. This took place when we were having a weekend getaway to go camping out there. Okay, I hear My kids were watching the original 1993 Jurassic Park DVD on the headsets in the back. That kept them quiet for a while. My wife and I just had casual conversations along the way, and that was really it until we got there. I'll spare you the whole travel details and just get right to it. Once we had arrived, paid for my spot, because there's certain areas that are first come, first serve, and we, f we got lucky, thank God. We started getting everything out of the SUV and started the setup camp. Fast forward about 30, 40 minutes later, the tent was all set up, everything was put inside the tent, ice chest was out on the picnic table, and everything was getting assorted for a fire. Of course, it was still daylight out, so we weren't going to turn on the fire right that second, but we wanted to have it ready for that evening after dinner. My family and I wanted to take a little hike and do a little exploring, as it was only our third time being in this area to go camping, and there was just so much you out there to explore no and adventure. You know, I made sure everybody yes. had their waters and my wife prepped some snacks for the kids with some vegetables cut up in a Ziploc bag. There's this one lady. I finished off my beer, grabbed my walking stick and my water, um, and we set sail trying to find one of the trails. The uh, there's trails all over this place. We just had to and find so the one that we wanted to go on. So it didn't take too long. And was able actually, to the trail that we ended up using little, that evening um, was actually off limits. It was closed. through the... But I like figured my kids are old enough and my wife was daring as I was, so let's go for it. Them. What could happen, right? That was a scary Now, please keep I in mind, heard. I usually always follow by the rules. See what they were doing I don't purposely action. break the rules just because. Ripping but the last time the we were out in this area, we were actually out they in East Tennessee. This was before our kids. It was just my wife and I. The Laurel Falls Trail, where the waterfall is, it was all closed down at the entrance by the parking lot. 
They had this yellow strips everywhere, and it just said closed on the wooden sign on all three trails that were there. Why? I don't know. I saw other people doing the trail anyway, so I just followed behind them. Well, we did. There was nothing wrong with that trail. There was no landslides, there was no deaths, there was no animals, there was nothing at all out of the ordinary. We took a lot of selfie pictures with the waterfall, and some great scenery pictures as well on the way back down. And ever since then, I never really paid attention to those signs. Sorry for the backlog, but it makes sense, I swear. Back to our camping trip. So, we went on that hiking trail that was closed down. Everything was primarily safe and fine and dandy and all. It was just the weird things that we found along the way that was odd. We found someone's shirt that was tangled with some trees. I wouldn't have thought anything of it if it wasn't for the red slash marks that were in it. Then I found a shoe. I didn't know if it was a woman's or men's shoe, but it was some type of a walking, hiking shoe. All by itself, just on the side of the trail. I didn't know if that was supposed to freak me out or scare me, but it definitely had me in a weird position. Eventually, we just turned around and went back towards camp. I didn't want to go too deep into this trail because, honestly, that's just not things that you see all the time when you're out hiking. Something was wrong, and maybe something happened here in the past, and maybe that's why it was closed down, and maybe I should have just... I'm not listen to the sign. We eventually made it back to camp and nobody it's saw us and we never got busted or fined or anything like that, so it was completely fine. But still in the back of my head I knew something was wrong with the things that we had seen on that trail. I decided to just brush it off for my kids' sake and we continued as planned. That evening I cooked up some hamburgers and hot dogs along with some juice and water and beer for me, of course. We sung some songs around the fire, and then I tried to tell some scary stories. My kids weren't having it. They were tired, and they ended up going to bed a lot earlier than my wife and I. My wife and I stayed up and continued to tell stories amongst one another, and eventually we made our way to the tent as well. I don't remember what time it was because I had my cell phone turned off. But sometime in the middle of the night is when we were awakened. Awakened by something moving around on our campsite. Scavenging through our things. Breaking, eating, doing whatever it was doing outside of our tent. My wife didn't dare move a muscle. Neither did I. My kids were wide awake and freaking out, but my wife was holding both of their mouths and telling them to shush. We were all frozen in shock and fear, not knowing what our next move could even be. Whatever this thing was, though, it was big. You could feel its vibrations in the ground beneath us. My first instinct was, it was a big black bear. What else could it be? 
It wasn't a coyote or nothing. Those things are little scavengers. Whatever this was outside of our tent was large. All that bare thought disappeared when I heard the howling outside of our tent. That was no bear. And that was no coyote neither. What the hell was outside of our tent? I've heard that sound before. Then, out of nowhere, everything is bright. Like lighthouse on the edge of a cliff bright. And all we hear is vehicles pulling up to a stop and we hear gunshots. talking to somebody else outside they kept saying did you see it did you see that thing what was it what the hell was that thing they just kept mumbling back to each other but that's as much as i made out of it because it was kind of far away from the tent but still within range one of them spoke to us and said that they were going to unzip our tent when the flaps opened I saw two park rangers standing there with their flashlights, with their pistols handy. They explained to us that one of our neighboring campers had called the police talking about something vandalizing the area. When they arrived on scene, that's when they spotted that thing in our area. I never did get a true answer of what they were shooting at. They seemed to be avoiding the question every time that I tried bringing it up. We packed up our stuff and we left that night. We've never been back to go camping there since. This happened to me back in 2002 when I was 18 years old. I was fresh out of the Navy boot camp and my A school was down in Meridian, Mississippi. My schooling was only four weeks long and it was the craziest four weeks I've ever had. Aside from fresh military lifestyle living for a young man such as myself, dorm-like living with bunk beds for grown men, it was just odd to begin with. That and the change in scenery. You see, I'm from Southern California originally, so I wasn't used to seeing all this green and the humidity. God, let's not talk about the humidity, please. Wasn't that bad? I want to say the first couple of weeks California were completely normal after the adjustments years. of Wasn't everything and all. Bad. I want to say the last week or so, now that I'm looking back at it, there was just some weird things that were happening that are definitely unexplainable to everyone. Some of my fellow sailors had reported seeing some weird things in the woods outside of camp. Of course, there is a different type of wildlife out here in the south compared to the west coast or even, even in the east coast for that matter. You know, rumors are rumors. None of us truly paid it no mind. Until I saw it for myself. 
me and my buddy were just wrapping things up over at the rec center and we were gonna head over back to our little dorm apartment if you will but we decided man let's go hang out outside for a bit so we lit up some cigarettes and we started walking around the grass alongside the fence we were just talking about everything really what it was like in boot camp what were we even doing before boot camp what made us join the navy why what our goals were stuff in that nature we were laughing about something that we were talking about i don't recall now it's been so long but in the middle of our conversation we started hearing these weird oddball snapping sounds coming in the woods literally right on the other side of the fence from where we were standing it wasn't just once these snapping sounds were like in pairs multiple sounds were just echoing through the vines we just stood there petrified staring across the fence then I shit you not we saw these red glowing eyes staring at us from across the way silhouetted by a dark large pointy-eared black figure up ahead it's it's a dog what the hell my friends shouted that's not a dog I said that's I don't know what the hell that is but look how big it is it can't be a dog I muttered back rest assured These things when we heard the growling of this beast we knew it was something else something evil stepped back in fright almost falling and tripping on my ass what the hell is that thing I screamed out we both booked it back to our quarters and I was searching for our first class once we found our first class we explained everything that we had just witnessed I didn't think he was gonna believe us you know I mean who would but for the fact that there was already rumors circulating around, and with one disappearance or AWOL, whichever it may end up being, he took our story seriously. I don't know what was to make of it. We eventually graduated, and we ended up going in our separate directions on different ships. They did find the body of that kid, though. He didn't go AWOL. He was murdered. Rest in peace, shipmate. This happened to me when I was a fairly young teenager back in the early 2000s. I don't remember every single detail, but this story is absolutely true. My mother and I are from Southern California. A few years back, we took a trip down to Mexico City, down in Mexico, to visit some relatives. 
They lived in a small village just right on the outskirts of town. And when I tell you poor, I mean really poor. Dirt roads, mules, labor for everything with their fruits and vegetables. I mean, it's like the olden western days or something. It's something that you would see on some old 70s western film, I swear. They're still doing it. I haven't been back since, so I can't tell you how things have progressed in that small village. I'm sure by now things have picked up a little bit, and maybe even Uber is out there now. Who knows? Anyways, like I said, this happened back in the early 2000s. But I'm just telling it now. I've been holding this story in for many, many years. Outside of my grandparents and my mother, I think I probably told a couple of uncles and a couple of other friends, but that's it. I've been holding this in for quite some time. I remember I was with my grandparents at this marketplace. It was kind of in the middle of nowhere. There was fruit stands everywhere and all kinds of things being cooked. It smelled great, but it was just third world feel, you know? Something I wasn't used to back up in the States. So you could guess I was pretty picky about trying things from the stands. I was worried about cleanliness and if they washed their hands and stupid things like that. It's but eventually, <laughs> my stomach answered for me. Plus, it smelled so good down there at the marketplace. It is generally good. There was this area that had a swing on a tree, and there was a small, like, jungle gym area where there was some other kids playing on. Again, I was an early teenager, so I wasn't really impressed with this area, but my grandparents told me to go hang out over there while they took care of some personal business with some neighbors, I think. I'm not really sure who it was, but they knew them and they wanted some private time to talk or something. Again, oh, I was a kid. I'm not really sure. Really I'm just going cool. off a of memory here. So I'm over there at the jungle gym, just hanging out, just fiddling around on the swing. There's a couple other kids there, and there's only one other person that's close to my age that's just sitting on the curb. That kid noticed me and approached me and said hello. I said hello back and told her my name. She asked if I wanted to go on a hike. I asked how far was it because my grandparents are probably going to be finished That's up soon. Fine. She said, oh, the hiking trail is just right over here. It's pretty cool. There's a small little waterfall at the end, and it's probably only about a half mile away. Go on a hike I thought you. it was better than sitting on the stupid swing on the tree, so no, why not? She was close to my age, and hell, she was kind of cute. So I followed her to this dirt trail. And surprisingly, it wasn't too far off from where the playground was to begin with. This trail was straight-up desert with trees and cacti everywhere. It wasn't too much of an incline, so it wasn't really affecting me physically, but it was hotter than hell out there, I'll say that much. I remember her asking me a lot of questions about the United States and where I lived at. I told her everything like I'm from Southern California, San Diego to be exact, and this is my first time down in Mexico, we're just visiting my grandparents, you know, things of that nature. She asked me questions about the schools out there and the malls and just things that she's heard about, basically. She was pretty cool. We had a pretty good conversation while it lasted. I want to say about 15 minutes or so, we finally reached the edge of this so-called trail. 
I was quite winded and I was kind of glad that it was over with. And lo and behold, there it was. This small little waterfall beside some creek. This waterfall was probably only about four to five feet high. It wasn't massive by any means, but it was still nice. It was very soothing, just listening to the water fall from the edge. We just sat there and relaxed in the shade, just watching the water. Suddenly, I started hearing these branches being snapped from all around us. First from our right, then somewhere off behind the waterfall, then somewhere off into our left. There was some pretty heavy brush around us, even though we were in the desert, it was quite thick. I looked at her and asked, what is going on? She told me it's probably just some rodents or maybe a couple coyotes. That's pretty much all there is out here. I brushed off the sounds. And after a few minutes later, we started making our way back to the market. As we were walking back, I swear, it felt like the heat just got hotter. I'm not used to this kind of weather. I mean, yeah, it gets hot in San Diego, but nothing like down here. Mexico. This was pretty intense. I was sweating up a storm. And again, we heard the sounds all around us echoing throughout the brush. This time, it was much, much louder. Whatever we heard before was following us and it was getting closer by this time we were getting kind of close to the market i quickly looked behind us just out of curiosity that's when i saw the beast this dog looking humanoid figure was creeping behind us like it was stalking us it was a dark brownish blackish color from what I can remember it had reddish eyes it had the head of a dog or a wolf it was full of fur its whole body was full of fur it had strawny legs with an upper build that was more muscular it had long arms and extended fingers with claw-like fingernails this this was something you would see out of a horror movie but it, it didn't attack us it was just watching it and following like it was curious who we were or why we were there when I saw that thing I grabbed her hand and I told her to run we ran so fast and thank god none of us tripped or fell because that thing started to pick up pace as soon as we started running we made it to the market a few minutes later we turned around and that thing was gone it never entered the market. I truly think that thing was just trying to push us away from its territory, or maybe it was just curious uh, to who we were. Because I know for a fact that thing could have definitely caught up to us if it really wanted to. I told my grandparents about it. They told me it was probably the dog man. Ooh. And I had no business going off on trails without informing them first. Ooh. I stayed at their house the remainder of our visit, paranoid and always glancing behind my shoulders. Right up front about it. I never did see anything else since then. The rest of the trip was 
basically normal and nice. But I'll never go back to that market again. I'm sending you this story because it recently happened last year. I live in a small village in the province of Puebla, Mexico, in a small town called Jalalapan. It's a nice little village, yet you're pretty far out from the main city where the airport is and where the other touristic locations are located at. It is known for some dangerous activities, if you know what I mean. like. You'll see guys walking around with AK-47s just <laughs> out of nowhere on the streets. You just mind your own business and look the other way and keep going. That's just what I've been told, and that's how I was raised. My dad actually lives up in the United States, and he works for a business doing landscaping. My mother actually is still here with us, and periodically, every couple of weeks, he wires us some money from up north. If you never grew up struggling, then you can't really understand how it is to live down here or anywhere else that's similar to this. So please don't judge us. We don't have a car. We don't have any livestock. My mom works a lot, and I'm the oldest sibling, so I'm in charge of taking care of my other two sisters. The money that my dad sends us is, of course, put to good use, but also for internet so I could go to school. Eventually. I want to finish school and get the hell out of here and take my family with me. I'm just over living in a small village. I want to live in the city. If I can't get to the United States, I'd least like to live in the main city of Puebla. I'm sorry for writing so much of a history lesson, but I really wanted to put those extras in there just so you could understand what it's like down here. Now, regarding to my encounter... I was finishing up Sunday school over at the Iglesia Santa Ana. I was walking alone, and it was already getting dark outside. I only lived a few blocks away, so I never thought anything of it. Plus, it's not the first time that I've made this walk home. But it was the last. I don't remember exactly what time it was, but I do remember what I had heard, and later on what I had seen that night. I started hearing the sounds of something scruffling running around in the dirt behind me. Plus, there's not many street lights out here, so the visibility was pretty scarce. I started getting goosebumps all up and down my arms and shoulders. I just knew something was wrong. I was being followed by who or what, I don't know. But I was not alone outside that night. I started to pick up the pace a little bit. I knew I was only a couple blocks from home at this point. That's when I heard the sound of growling coming from somewhere off on my left behind me. The growling of some kind of animal. I turned around quickly, and still, I saw nothing. Then, I heard the howls somewhere off in the distance, but this time, it sounded like it was farther off compared to the growl a few seconds earlier. That's when I booked it. I mean, I dropped my books and I ran so fast all the way to my house, I never looked back. Whatever it was scared the crap out of me and I was too afraid to even look behind me. 
Even though I couldn't see the beast as I ran, I could still feel its presence and I could hear it. I could hear it running towards me. It sounded like it was running on two legs. Then it sounded like it was running on all four legs, which made absolutely no sense to me at the time. All I could hear was its feet scruffling in the dirt behind me and how it changed its running posture. I know none of this probably makes sense to you, but it happened. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember running inside my house and slamming the door behind me, hiding behind the windowsill. I was completely and utterly out of breath. I can't believe I even made it home. I remember peeking out of my curtains on the window, just looking out there in the distance on the streets. I swear I saw something around the corner. It wasn't too far from across the street, across from my house. It was this man that was full of fur with glowing eyes. It was strawny, but muscular, if that makes any sense. But again, he looked like he was full of fur, and his ears were pointed on the top corners of his skull. Whatever it was, it wasn't human. This happened when I was a teenager in Chiapas, Mexico. We lived in a small town called Metapa. It was on the border right there by Guatemala in southern Mexico. This happened when my family and I were finishing up dinner at a local restaurant where we lived close by. It was called Teguera Los Campitas, and they had great food there. And we only lived a few blocks oh, away, so we usually just walked Mexican to and from. Our house resided over in the Noche Buena area, which is in the southern east corner. I don't exactly I recall what time it was. It, it was definitely dark out, so it was definitely some time after 8 o'clock. After we all finished dinner, we started our walk along the street back home. I worked with the Mexican Now, I know what you're thinking. Something's so chasing you. Something's married. following us. That's Something's gonna cool. happen, right? Wrong. I'm just when letting you know what happened that, that evening. Really we got home safe and sound without sure any worry. Nothing goes wrong. It's what I happened and what I had know. seen that night is what gives me nightmares. And please forgive me as English is not my first language, well, obviously. And I'm trying to, to translate you know, this into English writing so you can narrate kids. this. He really doesn't. He's Later that same night, because he likes my siblings somebody. and I were in our bedroom. The younger ones were coloring, and me and my middle-aged sister were it's just gossiping. Woman at that point. We yeah, had the window blinds open. It was a nice night out. Up, the weather yeah. was better than usual, and we had it open. Make just let sure the breeze come happens. in. We just kind of stood on our knees with our legs on the bed, leaning our upper body Trust against me. the wall right That's below the are. window. I came back from a trip once. We had our elbows and arms and crossed be, over the ledge of the window, just enjoying the view of outside and enjoying the fresh breeze, staring um, outside at the sky and the beautiful stars. But the stars is not the only thing that my sister and I saw that night. Unfortunately for us, a lot, a lot. we saw something um, that we could 
no longer get embedded out of yeah, our brains. I have a, you know. I still get nightmares from what had happened that night. Down in front of us on the road, there was this stray dog just scavenging around the ground looking for food. That's nothing new in our town. There's nothing fancy about where we live. Out of nowhere, this large wolf-like creature comes right up to this stray dog snatches it with so one paw, kiss, okay. which I later on find out is a hand. And this thing grabs the stray dog, I then it hops up on its back hind legs and runs out of our view up like a human. And I... It was some kind of dog guy. It was prancing around like a larger wolf, but once it got a hold of that stray dog... I'm assuming it was its prey. It darted off out of our sight, but it it ran like a man. But it looked like it's a wolf. It was full of fur, but it wasn't human. I don't know what it was. He was the one. We both I screamed as soon as we saw him. it. I mean, who could handle seeing a dog getting he hurt, right? Married. But that was only just part of our fear. The fear of so what hard. we saw and what we don't understand was even worse. People who've never been through Not anything like that. It's far worse. No. We told our parents about it. So they didn't hard. believe us and they told us to close up the window and go to bed. My sister and I, of course, talked about it in low tone and whispered throughout the I'm night. Proud and still, we I cannot figure did. out what it was. As time went on, we got our answers. I wanted to. <laughs> it was the dog man. I never did. It had to have been. Nothing else makes sense. How boring, right? This happened to me last spring. It's not the scariest story in the world. Hell. It's probably nothing like you've ever heard before, but it's absolutely true, and it's my story. I live kind of near Nashville, Tennessee. I'm in one of the smaller towns, about 30 minutes south, kind of like where that large Nissan warehouse is at. I'm around there. You know, all I, I was have just to do minding my own business. I was just doing a little bit it. of fishing on my small fisherman boat on the J. Piercy Priest Reservoir. I was nearby the Bear I Island. I was kind of in between that and the Elm Hill Recreational Area. That's not right. It was a hot day. I had only it's caught a few fish, but I was kind of still sticking around waiting for that big off. one. The sun was starting to set from what I could remember, but mm. yet it wasn't dark. Well, just be... I figured Sometimes I had a good 15, really 20 minutes before around. I turned on the engines and went back uh, in the port. <gasps> that, the and I only had a couple of beers yeah, left. So either which way, I was close to ending my day. So oh, I just no, sat there happening? sipping my brew, eating There's some beef jerky, really just staring out in front of me, facing Bear Island. There was a slight wind that had a little touch of humidity, yet it was still kind of chilly. The air was thick. 
and I just listened to the branches of the trees weaving through the wind. I could periodically hear the movement of fish popping up from the surface. I could hear the crickets offshore chirping away. Then, that's when I heard something out far ahead of me. It was a splash, but it was a big splash. I kind of got caught off guard and confused. I just squinted my eyes and just stared out front of me. And I swear to you, what I saw was unbelievable. Even to this day, no matter how many times I recall and tell this story to people, it's always been the same story because it's absolutely true. I was still holding my reel. But what came out of that water, still to this day, babbles me. Off the shore, not crawling out, but... Um, you know what? Um, it's been a challenge. This day has been a challenge with all these problems. I'm trying to take it in my stride, but inside I'm just like, I can't deal with this. Stepping out onto the sand on the edge of Bear Island was this big, black, furry, dogman creature. It was walking like a man, hunched over, yeah, drenched in water. Its large, furry, pointy ears flickered the water away as it escaped to the lake. It shook like a dog, letting its fur expand. This thing was some kind of a humanoid. I've never seen anything like it before, and I've been fishing out here for years. I think I might have seen one. So, I just sat there, frightened in my little fishing boat. I know, Unable I've to heard move a muscle, twice. completely freaked out at this point. All I could do is sit there and watch this beast come out of this water and just shake it off, and slow and behold, disappearing off into that island. It must have been five, maybe ten minutes before I even got the courage to turn on my boat motor. When I did, I was extremely paranoid, thinking that this beast may have witnessed me. Of course, I never saw that thing again, nor have I went back to go fishing since. Zach, I sent you this story because I know that you would just tell it the way it needs to be told. This is my story that I have from a few years back when I lived in western Michigan. I was fishing off of Lake Michigan. I always headed a little farther north towards Beaver Island. And that's where this had happened. I lived in Northport, which is just a small area right off of the coast water. It's a very small village, roughly just a little over 500 people live here. But there's surrounding villages and towns, and cities aren't terribly too far off, so... Yeah, this was just my area, and I loved it. This happened when I was fishing, but outside of that, 
there's still a lot of different things to do on Beaver Island. It's not like it's uninhabited or anything. I mean, there's shops and dine-ins and takeouts, and you could go hiking out there. There's Kayak Paradise Bay. There's a lot of different things to do, including golf. I love golf. I am a retired Marine, but I still work part-time for extra cash. The cost of living is not terribly a lot of money compared to other states in Michigan, probably due to the location and weather up here, especially in the wintertime, but it's where I call home. So this happened on a Sunday. It was about 6.30 at night. It was still light out, but I knew within an hour or so, it was going to start getting dark. I just had my line out and I was just relaxing with my feet up on the board. I'm old school, but I'm not that old school. I wasn't sitting there smoking a cigar with a book in my hand. I was smoking a cigar listening to one of those audibles from Amazon.com on my cell phone. I just had the earbuds in my ear and I was just relaxing. From what I remember correctly, I was just starting book seven from the land by Alaron Kong which is a lit RPG, fantasy, Dungeons and Dragons type of book, and it's really catchy. I guess you just have to be in that kind of thing to respect it. I know what you're thinking. I was probably listening to some old-time western or The Shadow or something of that nature. Now, I do like a good, bad, and the ugly every now and then, but I'm really into that old Dungeons and Dragons type of stuff, especially back in the 80s. Some of these Enough really about my audiobook. So, I, have a whole I was out there on the water. Okay, the so nearest then, boat was behind me. Yeah, there was some lights on on the island, but outside of that, it was just a peaceful evening. I wasn't even truly expecting to catch any fish. I just go out there for the peace and quiet. I'm telling you, the older you get, the more quiet and away from people you want. Don't ask me why. I just believe it comes with wisdom and old age. I'm being tired. Anyways, I was having a great night as I try to make it out here at least once every couple of weeks. Just me, myself, and I like De La Soul. That's when I saw this. When I saw this thing on Beaver Island, I swear you not. There were some kids just playing off on the shore at the sand near the waterline. They were throwing rocks in. They couldn't have been any older than six or seven years old. They were little. And they were unaccompanied by any adults nearby from what I had witnessed. Out of the brush, out of nowhere, somewhere off to the right behind them, this big furry man thing pranced out on all fours towards them ending and running on its back hind legs snatching up one of the children and running back out into the woods oh my gosh the other children screamed and fell and ran off to whoever that was supposed to be watching them see this yet that one child disappeared it all happened so incredibly fast did he go after it i just happened to glance over and i was just watching the children playing by the water I smiled and just thought of my days as a youth. Then, all of a sudden, that big furry beast just prances out of nowhere, 
Hops up and starts running like a man, snatching one of the kids and darting off out of nowhere. My heart was racing so incredibly hard. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was almost like a movie. I turned on my boat and went over there as quickly as I could. By the time the police arrived and the parents were there and they contacted the missing children's parents, they had already taken the children's statements and mine as well. They probably thought we were all nuts, especially me, because my story was just as what the kids said. This large, furry black beast took one of the children. Even though I was kind of far off, I still saw it all. I've had nightmares since, but I don't think they ever found that child. This story happened to me last week. I shit you not. This happened over at Sabine Lake in southern Texas. I live in a small town called Orange, which is on the border of Louisiana, just north of Port Arthur. It's a very small, green, humid, and swamp-like area, but it is what it is, right? I grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which is again very green but not really swampy like it is down here when you're close to the border of louisiana that's when it's swampy and more gatoristic if you know what i mean the town of orange roughly has a little over 18 maybe 19,000 people total it's a small place where a lot of people go to go fishing and of course for hunting boar it's year-round season out here i'll tell you that those freaking things are everywhere. Yeah. And there's some good eating too, if you could adjust to that wild taste of the meat. The reason why I'm bringing up the wild boar, because it has to do with the sighting that I had. You see, I was out there at the lake. I was just doing some fishing, just relaxing. Of course, I have my shotgun with me too, just in case of something's a little awkward, if you know what I mean. There's gators out here, so you have to be able to take care of yourself if harm comes your way. I know a lot of people are still freaking out about the whole social distancing and wearing masks and all that crap. You know, being born and bred in Texas, we're just built thicker. We have thicker skin and we don't we don't believe everything that we hear on CNN, put it that much. Not saying that the virus isn't real because I'm sure it absolutely is, this but is according recently. to what I'm reading, statistically, more people it's die from the flu, on. so I could give two rats' ass about the mask. You want social distancing? Sure. That's why I'm out here fishing. So I was just minding my own business, smoking a cigarette, and just enjoying the night. I've encountered plenty of gators in my time, and usually they'll just leave you alone. They're just doing their own thing, to be real. Unless you're messing with their youngins or something like that, or if you're invading their personal space, or hell, if it's mating season, that's the only time you're going to have any type of real danger lurking your direction. Other than that, they kind of just do their own thing, just stay out of their way. I want to say it was almost 8 o'clock. The sun was setting, and it was starting to get dark. 
Mind you, I grew up out here, so it being dark wasn't something that I was really afraid of. I've dealt with things in the dark plenty of times, including alligators and including wild boars. They're the least of my worries after what I encountered that night. It was humid as all hell, as it usually is down here, year-round. The air was thick, and there was a nice breeze outside, but still very humid and nasty. But you get used to it. All I could hear was the waves splashing on the water, the birds chirping periodically, and the grasshoppers chirping away in the fields. I was just about ready to wrap things up and head back home. I had my catchings for the evening, when all of a sudden, everything around me went completely blank. Blank like silent, like Somebody pressed mute on a remote control on your television quiet. The wind was gone. The water had no sound. And nothing was chirping anywhere around me. It was all utterly silent. Too silent. I just sat there in my boat rocking back and forth just questioning... What in the holy blazes is going on here? I looked up at the sky. The stars were so bright. The moon was glooming. It almost looked like it was full, but it wasn't. I just had the weirdest feeling in the back of my head that something was wrong. Something was off. You know that feeling that you have in your gut that something's about to happen or you're being watched or... You know that feeling that I'm talking about. At least, I hope you do. Well, I had that feeling that evening, and it gave me a tingle down the back of my spine. Again, I just sat there and listened and watched, wondering what the hell was going on. Then all of a sudden, I heard this howl somewhere off in the distance in the brush. All I know is, right before I heard the howling of whatever the hell was out there, I heard the grumbling of something else. I wasn't just hearing one animal. I was hearing two different entities. I don't know if they were in the same area, if they were fighting or if they were mating. I have no idea what was going on, but I heard the howl of something and then the gargling hissing noise of something else. The curiosity was killing me, so I just, again, sat there and listened for more. A couple of minutes had passed, and instead of howls, I heard growling noises. I turned on my engine and slowly headed in the direction of the sound, in the direction that I thought it was coming from, at least. I thought I saw something up ahead in the darkness, so I turned off my engine and just let the boat continue to glide forward. I 
closed my eyes, squinting them, trying to get my eyes to adjust to the now darkness. What I saw, I swear, was just for a split couple of seconds, will forever haunt me. Over at the brush near the water, I saw this large black furry beast gnawing on something. Whatever was gnawing on wasn't huge, but it definitely wasn't small either. The more I looked at it, the more I understood what that animal was. It looked like a smaller alligator. It was dead. That large black furry beast was gnawing on its stomach side. That must have been what I was hearing earlier. Yet I couldn't figure out what that big black beast was. It blended in too well with the night. But it was hunched over like it was enjoying its meal. It used its front paws like arms as it ripped through the scales. As soon as I turned on my light and flashed it at the creature, it looked up and darted off out into the brush, leaving its prey there on the mud. That night, I had no idea what I had actually witnessed. All I knew it was some kind of humanoid dog person gnawing on some baby gator. But after doing some research online, okay. I've came to the conclusion <laughs> that I had actually encountered a dogman. We uh, lost they do exist. power. The only reason this is working is because they have um, independent power sources. You know, this like happened to me a few years back when I was in my late in. teens in eastern Idaho. Idaho Falls, to be exact. Too. I got Primarily Mormon, yet there still is other religions oh, out there. Yeah. It's a nice, cozy place with less people, friendly environment, and pet-friendly stores. The weather can be a tad crucial in the wintertime, but outside of that, it's a great place to live. There's plenty of touristic coffee shops and souvenir places, as most people just stop through when they're on their way up to Yellowstone. There's waterfalls to see, beautiful mountain surroundings, and green everywhere you look. It's the perfect place to live. My friends and I were hiking. There hasn't been school for quite a bit now, and now we really don't know when we're actually going to go back this year, to tell you the truth. With the whole pandemic and everything, we might not even go back until next year. That's what we're being told, or at least that's what the rumors are right now. We had our lunches packed, walking sticks, walking gear, plenty of water and trail mixes, you know, things of that nature, including Nature Valley's, which is my personal favorite, and we were just enjoying our day. Absolutely gorgeous. We go hiking all the time. Of course, this current story that I'm sharing with you was the last time that we ever went camping on this particular trail. If you don't know, Idaho is home to wolves and bears. And not just any bear, but grizzly bears. Those are like the biggest ones. I remember we were probably a couple miles deep. We had finished our lunch at some little canal that we had found. We started making our way back down the trail, heading back towards the parking lot. 
I want to say we had about three quarters of a mile left, if I could remember correctly. That's when we started hearing the shuffling of something in the woods. I swore I got a quick glimpse of it once. It was in the corner of 